You're listening to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with Cat John, episode number 40. G'day, gang. Welcome to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with me, Cat John. I believe that leading from the front is to share with others what it takes to become the creator of your own life, offering real guidance, raw truths, and relatable stories. Your journey to creating a fulfilling and meaningful life that sees your dreams turn to reality starts here. What in your life are you making matter? Are you making super duper important, but... At the end of the day, or if you were on your deathbed and I asked you, does that really fucking matter? And you say, no, it doesn't, but I'm just so used to making it matter. What is that thing for you right now? What are you making matter? What are you making so important? What are you making bigger than fucking Mount Kosciuszko that doesn't really deserve your fabulous attention, energy, focus, all of that jazz. I'll tell you what I make matter still to this day, um, but it is ha- it has improved over time. What I currently make matter that I'm very aware that I make it matter when it really doesn't deserve the amount of energy and attention that I give is everything to be perfect in my home like (laughs) the fucking I'm an ex-nurse as you know so you know I love my bed nice and tat and I make it nice and tight and I do the hospital corners on the bottom sheet and throughout the day I work from home a lot I see my clients from my own space and if I'm not out doing talks at schools or corporates um, then I'm doing a lot from home. I record from home, um, do all the back-end stuff from home. So throughout the day, I catch myself always making the bed really nice and tight. You know, Bailey might go up and sit up on it or Steve may come home and put his shit on it and I see myself really focusing on, oh, I really want this bed tight. I make matter the way the pillows are fluffed. I make matter the colour coordination of the pillows and how they're fluffed. I make matter how the fucking blankets are folded and the colour coordination and, you know, if the if it's folded in a way that looks neat on the outside. I make matter how, you know, perfect the benches or that there's no water drops in the fucking sinks and this is this is something that I still make matter Uh, but back in the day and I'm talking maybe eight nine years ago this level of making it matter was very distressing and it even you know stemmed back to when I was a teenager but eight or nine years ago I would vacuum the house three times a day. I'd mop the floor every day. When my brother and my boyfriend at the time would go to bed, 
I would go downstairs and fluff the cushions and like rake with my fingers the rug so that it all looked fluffy when I woke up. And this is this is driven by two very strong powers, one being control and the other being perfectionism. And I've mentioned in, in one of the episodes that when I was younger, or maybe I haven't, I don't know, I, I used to reorder books in my bedroom. I reordered them in color coordination and then height and then author, first name, author, you know, alphabetical order by the first name, alphabetical order by the second name, and was constantly changing things around. And I I used to keep receipts when I was younger and I would store them in height order, in date order. I'd then rearrange them into, you know, money order. And it was it was this way to resolve tension going on inside. And we all have tension that goes on inside and it all seeks to be resolved. Tension seeks resolution in either two ways. And either those two ways are egoically or proactively through our superconscious, through our creative self. Now this, when I used to live on my own, this didn't matter. I had the most schmick, poofed, fluffy cushions and rugs I could have ever wanted. And it really, um, I guess, flared up again when I came into Steve and, and the girls. It's like the weeks off from the girls, the house is perfect. And the weeks on with the girls, this tension inside of me to control the space, to perfect it and have it in my perfect way, it, it really rears its head. And I really have to watch myself because I can make the energy of the room um, stressed or I can make it antsy or I can make everyone just feel like, oh, my God, I can't relax because I just can't put this here or that there or, or let whatever just be as it is. And and definitely when we first got together it was like all I did was clean up after them because I couldn't let chaos or mess or, you know, nothing that was, I couldn't let disorganization exist. And so the weeks that we had them in the beginning, I was really stressed and I was angry and I was frustrated and I was pissed off that they were violating my space. And where this stems from this is why I say to you guys that the pains of our past it's impossible to eradicate them it's impossible for them to completely fuck off and disappear they are always there they they are always there imprinted in us because it still rears its head. Now, where this where this behavior of mine comes from, and I've spoken about it in early episodes of when I was young, I was sexually abused, and if you look at that in uh, in in this way, my space was violated, 
and I didn't have any control at that time of my life over my space, over my being, over my body. So I then set up this mechanism inside of me that always had to control my space, always had to, you know, have things as it were perfect. Now, don't get me wrong, like I get that houses and homes, it's it's nice to have a nice space and to have things in order and, and clean. And you can do that or I can do that. We all can do that in a very relaxed manner. And there are times when I do that in a relaxed manner and I actually find it super therapeutic and I play music and I light all the sage and all the fucking, you know, Paolo Santo stuff. And it's just a very nice moment of, you know, sprucing the house. But when this tension builds up and, and I'm doing it in a way that's angry and frustrated and controlling and everyone fucking is ruining my space and I have to make it perfect, my energy is not is not therapeutic at all. It's it's anxious and it's stressed and it's angry. My energy is angry and I start shutting off and closing down and projecting my anger onto, you know, whoever's fucking ruined in inverted commas, in inverted commas, my space. Now in my truth, in my truth, I do love a beautiful space. I do love beautiful things and I love, you know, my space to, to be beautiful, right? In my truth, I do. But also in my truth, I love to share that space. I love that space to be warm and cozy and it's full of laughter or it's full of freedom. You know, people are free to, to do and be themselves in a beautiful space. That's my truth. My false truth is that I don't want anyone in my space. I don't want anyone to fuck with my space. If people do fuck with my space, then I don't like them. That's my false truth that I don't want anyone in my space. And for a lot of years, I lived in that. For a lot of years, I lived in that. And when people were in my space, I did what I could to control it. And people who I lived with, even housemates before I moved in with my brother and my boyfriend, they actually had to sit me down and say, it's really unsettling living with you. You know, we feel like we can't be free to do as we please or free to do what we like in the space. So over the years, I've had to ask myself, Kat, what is fucking more important? What is more important? Is it, is it, is it when you're on your deathbed that you're going to remember how perfect your fucking house was set up? Is it when I do gratitude meditations and I'm tuning in that what I'm grateful for is the fucking perfect pillows and fluffed rug and, and the perfectly wiped bench all set up? No, because every time I do a fucking gratitude meditation, I start welling up from all the beautiful times that I've shared space with Steve or my stepdaughters or my friends. I don't fucking think about the pillows. I don't think about the light gray, medium gray, light gray to white fucking pillow coordination. I don't. I don't think about that there's no beads in the fucking sink 
when I'm in deep gratitude meditation. And so I constantly have to ask myself and really ask, really ask myself, Kat, what are you going to make matter? What are you going to make important? Because again, at the beginning of our relationship and even to this day now, just not as intense I'll walk through, I'll go to walk through the door knowing that the kids have been inside and I've been out doing grocery shopping. And as I walk down the path, I can feel myself already getting angry because I know the bench is going to have shit on it. I know their school bags probably aren't going to be put away. I know that fucking some toys or their school shoes are going to be on the floor. And I'm, I'm already angry walking down the path. And I have to ask myself, oh, my God, who, who is driving this, this anger? Is it the truth of me? Is it my spirit? Is it my essence? Or is this my ego? Is this my ego who believes that I have to be in control? Because way back when, when I was six years old, I didn't fucking have it. Is it my ego that says everything should be fucking perfect and if it's not, we're going to have an anxiety attack because way back when, when I was six years old, everything was fucked in my reality. And so I went about all those years of trying to make things perfect and controlling. I have to ask myself as I walk down that very short path before I open the door because there have been times where I have walked through the door stone cold, not even looking at the girls, looking for mess, looking for what's not perfect. And already I'm sucked in by my ego, blaming them for fucking up my space, when in truth they haven't. And I have seen too many times or enough times for me when I've walked in and my stone cold energy changes theirs where the house goes quiet where they don't know how to speak they don't know how to talk to me and I'm there just like fucking supercharged in a negative way cat cleaning up the environment and I know that as I'm doing this this isn't what I want to do but often that force can be really strong often that force can be really strong and then I have to go through the same habit and pattern of going, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry for doing that. I have this thing with control and perfectionism. I'm, I'm working it out. I'm doing the best that I can. And to be honest, I just got really sick of myself saying the same fucking thing or doing the same thing and then saying the same thing. And that became a habit. I'll come in stone cold bitch. I'll warm up again, go back into my heart and say, I'm sorry. And then everything is all good again. And it's like, hang on, does it have to be that way? Do I have to keep that pattern going? Or can I just shortcut the fucking stone coldness, walk in, be aware that I have this rage inside of me, but not make it matter? not make that the most essential focus? What can I make matter? What can I make the essential focus? That I have two stepdaughters in front of me going, hey, kitty, how was your day? My day was this, my day was that. Often they want to complain about their day. And then, you know, I can make matter 
laughter. I can make matter, hey, let's go outside and, and walk down to the canal with Bailey and feed the ducks. I can make that matter. That's in my power. It's also in my power to educate the girls. Hey, dudes, this is a shared house. You don't just dump your shit and expect a slave to pick it up, right? So there are ways. It's not about then me letting completely go and go, all right, chaos, let's fucking welcome that in because that is just the opposite of control and perfectionism to go, all right, fuck it, I won't care about mess. And then mess happens, chaos happens, and then the perfectionism and control has to take place because there's too much chaos. That is actually on the same line as perfectionism and control, just the complete opposite end of the scale. But there is this place in somewhere in the fucking middle. If there's even a middle that exists, I don't fucking know. But there's some place between extreme control and perfectionism to extreme chaos. I don't give a fuck about my house. It's just going to be a total pigsty. In the middle of, hey, this is a shared space. How would we all like it to be? And interestingly, I remember when I actually said this and Allegra, my my, my eldest stepdaughter, said, can you just give us a second when we come home, can you just give us a second to be home, to be with you, to eat our food, and then we'll put our school bags away and our shoes? I'm like, fuck. Fair point. They've just been at school, you know, in a classroom for eight hours a day. Who fucking knows what's going on at school? You know, who knows what fights they may have had or they fucking had a, a Barney with the teacher. I don't know. And and yet when they come home, drill sergeant fucking control and captain fucking perfect is like, put your bags away. Put your shoes away. Make sure there's no fucking mess. It's like, wow, fair call, man. Fair fucking call. And what I then, what I then understood was that this is, this really is a shared space. And what I want to make important is that everyone is included. Everyone has a say. Everyone can share. And then it's up to each of us to be responsible for that. And me as the stepmom and one of the leaders of the family, it's up to me to make sure that we're just all in check, that we're all on the same page and that we all contribute rather than me being a dictator and expecting them to be perfect, to fulfill my mission of a perfect controlled space and environment because I've realised that that's just not what I want to make matter. It really isn't what I want to make important. It isn't what deeply serves me or anyone else. And I have to make peace with the fact that my past is still playing a part in my present. But it's up to me how much I let that impact my future, the future being the next moment, the future being the next hour, the future being the next afternoon, the next day. And the way that my, my future can be better, the way that my future can be more connected and warm and shared space and everyone contributes is that I am aware of my behavior, that I'm aware 
that my past is impacting my present and it's up to me to shift my behavior by asking myself the question, how much am I going to make this matter? Because my behavior is not only affecting me and making me stressed and making me project and making me hate everyone and making me close off my heart, it is impacting my family. It is impacting the environment. And do I want to do that? No. Do I want to fucking warp the family's energy? No. So what are you making matter? What are you making so big and important where if you really sat with it, it doesn't matter? What in your past is affecting and impacting negatively your present and you're not doing anything about it so that your future, as in the next moment, the next hour, the next afternoon, the next day, is also being infiltrated by your past. Part of being self-responsible, part of showing up to your life is realizing that you are partaking in shitty habits that are impacting, yes, you and potentially the people around you and asking questions like, am I going to make this habit important? Am I going to make this habit the top of my fucking list? How is this habit impacting me and others? And how is it impacting my future, my next moment, my next day, my next month? And when you look at that, when you're self-responsible to look at that with open eyes, with truthful eyes, and you look at it and you go, wow, there's so much more that I want to make important. There's so much more that I would like to make matter. There's so much more that I would love to focus on and put my energy onto. And then ask yourself, well, what is it? What are you going to make more important? What are you going to make matter that's going to trump what was previously on the top of your list? Now, is it going to be easy? No. To create a new habit, it takes 21 days. But then it takes three days to undo it. So really, to create a new habit, it's 21 days. But to make it stick and lock, you triple it. So it takes 63 days to form and lock in a new habit. Does this mean the old shit is going to stop rearing its head? No, but you will be more committed to a practice that says, I don't want the fucking old shit to matter anymore. You will have new circumstances like I've had with my with me coming into a family where I'm like, wow, old shit has reared its head. I really need to work the fucking magic again. I really need to start practicing this work again. And over the two and a half years, now I'm in a position where I catch myself out before I'm about to do the habit, before I'm about to warp the energy. Do I still sometimes warp the energy? Yes, because I'm fucking human and I'll admit, I'll admit that. I'll admit that I can still warp the energy. Am I proud of it? No. Am I prepared to keep changing it? Fuck yes. Because my family is more important than having perfect pillows. 
the warmth, the love, the sharing is more important than perfect fucking fluffed rugs. And that's a message I have to keep telling myself. It's a message that I need to keep telling my subconscious, hey, we want to do something different here. It's more important to have friends over and music and laughing and dancing or cuddling. The mess can be fucking cleaned up later. Can I educate my stepdaughters on shared space? Yes, I can. I know it's not easy or pleasant looking at your shit and realizing, fuck, man, I'm really focusing on inessential stuff and that's where my energy is going. That's where my my whole focus is going and that's why my life is like mm, a bit meh, a bit whatevs. But when you're bold and brave enough to really be honest with yourself and look at the shit that doesn't matter and start making the necessary changes by focusing on what really does in your heart, you as a human being start to change. You as a human being starts to grow and transform and then your reality does. It responds to you. So be in the game of making what really matters to your heart matter. Because at the end of the day, it's all it really does. Beautiful gang, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Real, Raw, Relatable podcast. If you did, I kindly ask you to subscribe to the podcast, to rate it and share it with someone special, a colleague, a friend, a family member, or someone who you know who really needs to hear today's episode. I also invite you to come and check me out on my socials, in particular Instagram, cat.johnkat.john, where you'll get in on all of the fun, on the things that I'm creating in my business, Zero Fucks Tuesday, free meditations on Sundays, and in-your-face quotes and powwow messages. Also go and check out my live trainings and elite coaching program over at catjohn.com.au. Have an awesome day, gang. Peace be with you.